I'm a snag. I'm a slithery little snake snag. Hey! We're recording the podcast! Shut up! Good morning to you, wherever you are, because it is a morning somewhere for February 7th, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns, sitting right over there, a slithery little sneaky snake, <laughs> Ashley Burns. How you doing, Ashley? I'm sneaky snake. People just, for whatever reason, they want to talk about Taylor Swift. The latest thing is now she's suing her jet tracker. She has a teenager, I guess, who tracks her uh, usage of her plane and where her plane goes. And she's the latest celebrity to sue them. Yeah, so if that sounds familiar, it's because it's the same person uh, who ran the Elon Musk jet tracker on Twitter. Uh, remember when he he bought Twitter and like immediately nuked that account um, that, to, that tracked um, Elon Musk's jet like everywhere that it went. Uh, so Taylor Swift's lawyers are uh, have sent a cease and desist and are threatening um, this uh, the, this same person um, uh, to to take it down, basically saying that it's enabled stalkers to know exactly where she's going to be. I get it. I mean, I get that motivation for doing it. But once again, this is that classic example of the Streisand effect, which is named after uh, Barbara Streisand because she sued a company who did helicopter photos of the coastline of California. And one of those photos included the house of Barbara Streisand. And so she sued the company and made everyone in the entire world aware of the fact that you could go and find a picture of Barbara Streisand's house. Up until that point, nobody knew about it. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know how widely um, this, uh, you know, the the account um, was being followed that was um, following Taylor Swift chat. This might also, honestly, be a, a response to. Remember, I think it was last year. Uh, there was um, a hubbub for all of two seconds about. Uh, Taylor Swift's carbon footprint because of all of the private jet flying uh, and her PR team made one of their rare missteps of being like, oh, no, that's not her. Uh, she lends that jet to friends as if that had somehow made that better. Um, and it's like, you got you guys, that is that is still Taylor Swift's jet making that carbon footprint. So that I'm sorry, that excuse just doesn't really fly this time. So I kind of wonder if it's a response to that as well, because um, I'm, I doubt that her plane usage has gone down dramatically. The The Japanese embassy basically made a statement about how they're confident she's going to be able to get from her show in Japan to the Super Bowl. The Japanese embassy. Yeah, it's a, she's, she's a hot commodity. She is a hot commodity. Uh, and from what I understand, she does donate a lot to, uh, you know, car like carbon reclamation and all that sort of stuff. But um, this is, I think, was maybe intended to try to um, reduce chatter about her carbon footprint. And I think that you're right, Stryasad Effect, it's going to do the exact opposite. Were you even aware that she was being tracked by this guy up until the point that she sued him? I wasn't aware of that. I knew he nope. tracked Elon Musk's, but I didn't know he tracked Taylor Swift's as well. Nope, had absolutely no idea. Now I do. Uh, that said, I think if, if anyone can, uh, can withstand this particular storm, uh, I think she can do it. She's got a new album coming out. Yeah, she just announced a new album. That's the nice thing about her. She can always announce an album and uh, kind of take the heat off of everything else. <laughs> While we're talking about negativity, though, uh, for popular media personalities, 
Did you see that Madam Web, the new Marvel movie that's coming out, it's probably actually a Sony Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, uh, I was going to say, do we count it as a Marvel movie? It seems more along the lines of, um, what's the Tom Hardy one with the face? Venom. Venom with the face. <laughs> Tom Hardy with the face. You know what I mean? Face. It's like, <laughs> the face. Well, it's like, it's like the face of the Venom like closes over his head. Like the mouth closes over him somehow. I don't know. I just, I'm like, you know, the face. <laughs> Venom. Is he a hero or is he a villain? I don't know. Maybe you should ask his face. <laughs> uh, anyway, continue about Madam Web. <laughs> you thought he, you thought he was hot, so we stuck him in a sweaty T-shirt for two hours, and guess what? He still is. <laughs> yeah. So the, actually, Sony's got this. They're in this weird place now as a company, Sony, where they're crossing over with so many other huge things. We got something to talk about with Xbox in a second. But where are we with the Sony rights to Marvel characters? Are they is this the kind of thing now that Marvel's huge that they're just not going to expire or do they just own Spider-Man outright and they're going to hold on to him forever? Oh, God, I I don't know. Um, I mean, I think that Spider-Man is something like if they, you know, they have to keep putting stuff out or the rights expire. I don't know if this whole like villains of the Spider-Verse I was not a huge fan of the Venom movies, at least of what I saw, but they did well enough financially. Now we've got Madam Web coming out, which seems like, um, and I apologize if this is like minimizing the accomplishments of Madam Web and her cohorts. I don't know much about these characters, but it seems like Spider-Man, but make it a girl band. Well, isn't that kind of like what they did with Birds of Prey, DC? Kind of, but I felt like, don't get me wrong, I, I... enjoyed Birds of Prey in that I like the Harley Quinn character, but I felt like the rest of the birds barely entered the picture. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, the big thing about Madam Web is that uh, they have now moved the embargo date on reviews back to 24 hours before the film comes out. Well, that inspires confidence. Yeah, that's never a good sign ever. And, you know, and Sydney Sweeney, that- who is the lead in Madam Web. She is? Yeah, isn't she? I thought it was the girl from Fifty. Sh- I thought it was the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I, I, everything I'm seeing, maybe it's my algorithm wanting to show me Sydney Sweeney over uh, Dakota Johnson. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I said, your algorithm's telling on you. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Coon is my uh, favorite actress, but uh, Sydney Sweeney is my second and third favorite actress. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah everything i've seen has been that but it is like you said it's kind of more of a girl band thing and they might just be leaning into the marketing for her though too because she's really hot right now like sydney sweeney had that movie uh with the dude that was in the new top gun which was awesome uh and they had a romantic comedy that did exceptionally well yeah it was one of the few romantic comedies that's done well lately right it was uh was it anyone but you uh, it is anyone but you. You are correct. Yeah. Um, uh, this is from an article here on Looper by Catriona McTaggart. Uh, it says that anyone but you didn't make a massive splash during its first weekend out in theaters, grossing $6 million domestically, but has gone on to total gross of $152 million as of February 5th on a modest budget of $25 million. And for a romantic comedy, that's that's pretty big. Well, dude, if you're investing $25 million 
in a romantic comedy for, I mean, really, basically, this is two first-time leads, right? I don't think either one of these people have been a, a lead in a major motion picture. And it goes on to make $150 million. It's going to launch both their careers. The guy's name that I'm looking for here is Glenn Powell, by the way. Glenn Powell. I don't think I'm familiar with him either. But it sounds like we should check out this movie and uh, add to their box office take. Are you, are you interested at all in, in Madam Web? Is that on your radar at all? It's one of those ones that I'll watch, but I'm not in a hurry. So whether I watch it in theaters or whether I watch it when it comes to streaming, uh, I'm not super fussed either way. I don't feel like everyone's going to be out there rushing to spoil me and I'm going to be like, oh God, no, if only I'd seen it sooner. Yeah. It just doesn't It just doesn't feel like that kind of film for me. So um, I'll watch it at some point, but it's not high on the list. I feel that way about a lot of comic book movies too. Um, as a quick aside, one of the things that's frustrating about our relationship is that both Ashley and I play video games, watch movies, and we tend to do things that are in the same overall category, reading books, audiobooks, everything like that. There's this weird thing though where we don't consume any of the same titles, which is like it's like <laughs> we're so close to being able to sit down and like do stuff together all the time, but we end up just watching or consuming completely different things. Now, that's not entirely fair. We have a couple crossovers. We like to watch The Boys together. That's um right. we like to watch Yes. <laughs> no, it's well, it, here's the thing though. You're really into Stephen King. I'm really into my uh, nerdy fantasy and like Brendan Sanderson, and you couldn't care less about that. And, you know, so we have these, we have very different genres of the same things, but we also understand, we, we speak the same language. So if you're playing a game, I'm not going to be, you know, looking up from my, my, my true crime you know, TV show going, why do you do that? It's going to rot your brain. Yeah. Why do yeah. you, why do you spend all your time on video games? Why do you waste your time? We speak the same language. We understand each other. We just, uh, we have, we have different niches within the, within the mediums. And I think that's fine. I would say that we are content adjacent. That's the best way that I can put that. <laughs> that's the most romantic thing you've ever said. Yeah. Sorry. I, sorry. It's, we, I was going to save that for Valentine's day, but I, I let it out a week early. Sorry about that. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of Mar uh, Marvel or Marvel characters, Marvel's drive me a little batshit these days because literally every single thing that they're doing, I was watching across the spider verse. It's just all multiverse, multiverse, multi. It's like it went from being superheroes to being just this extended interdimensional sci-fi series you know i would say that marvel is probably closer to doctor who these days as opposed to you know the marvel aesthetic that we all fell in love with well it's like they're trying to get people used to the idea of a multiverse or like pull in all these different properties um which is fine except every single property uh seems to be attempting to tackle that same issue so uh so spider-man tackled it um, Spider-Verse tackled it. So Spider-Man's very, very busy in a multiversal way. Um, exactly. And then, you know, and D D Doctor Strange tackled that to to some degree, uh, you know, and so they're, they're really trying hard to introduce the multiverse, but they're introducing it too many times. Yeah, Loki did it. You could argue that Ant-Man has done it. And now even the villain, at least up until this point, in this phase of Marvel has been a multi-dimensional villain, you know, through through varying timelines. It's literally the entire MCU at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah, is this all? Is this all to get X Men and have people be like, "Look, it's X Men." Is that is that what all this is driving towards? I think I think we're past that point. In fact, one of the things I was going to point out for content that we do watch together is that you and I watched uh, WandaVision together, which was a really cool, very trippy sci-fi environment and cool show that they made in the comic universe. I thought it was great. I thought it was it was standalone. It didn't really infect the other parts of the MCU and could tell a really wild tale in an isolated environment. Um, and it's interesting because in the news now, uh, there was an injury on the set of a Marvel series for Wonder Man. I didn't even know they were making a Wonder Man series, and it seems bizarre to me knowing the character uh, from the comics. It seems bizarre to me they're making that character now because I feel like they covered the coolest story arc for Wonder Man in the WandaVision series where he was. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're going to need to break this down for me. Cause I don't know who Wonder Man is and I don't know what part he was supposed to play in WandaVision. In the comic Wonder Man is like a kind of like a superhero guy with like ionic powers. Uh, but the really cool storyline they did with him in the comics, the one that I responded to at least was it turned out that the vision character, uh, his brainwave pattern came from Wonder Man. It was when he was captured by the Avengers as when he was a villain they recorded his brainwaves, and then that was used to make the vision, which then when Scarlet Witch fell in, the, in love with the vision, she then ended up, because he was based on Wonder Man, she ended up then also falling for Wonder Man as well. And so it became this like kind of like almost this Pinocchio real boy, you know, puppet kind of storyline. And that the Scarlet, it became like this oddly dramatic soap opera thing in a comic. But I thought it was an interesting story arc for, you know, what is typically just like big, strong dudes punching each other. <laughs> but I felt like it they covered a- that in the WandaVision series when they had the whole white vision character. Yeah, I was going to say, when the when the two visions are facing off and they start talking about the ship of Theseus, that seems bit, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like maybe the closest thing to a nod is like, well, if you're your thoughts, then why are you not? Yeah. Um, but no, that's interesting. Uh, and from what I understand, the, um, the, the, the person who was uh, injured um, in this in this production, which I don't think is fully kicked off yet, but uh, the this person actually did, they died. Yeah, they died. It was yeah. it was a rigor. It was a. Uh, I'm listening. Or uh, this is an article from Deadline. It says a rigor working at Radford Studios in Studio City died after falling from a catwalk. Um, it was a crew member working on the set of Marvel Studios Wonder Man. The series was not filming at the time. Right, it wasn't filming, but a rigor can be doing very dangerous work when they're not filming. You know, it could be. It sounds like he was at an. Elevated height, probably up in the rafters or something, maybe setting lights or cameras or something like that, and then fell. It's what it's a it's a tragedy, you know. When you have a lot of humans working in a space, you're going to have some danger. I once read that um, during the Gulf War, the first Gulf War, uh, more people died just in logistics on bases than died in actual combat uh, during a war. Wow, well, that's you know? a lot. Well, you know, you yeah. put a lot of people in one place statistically some people are going to die. It's still a tragedy for on an individual basis, but you know, it's, it's going to happen. Well, I mean, if we want to, if we want to, you know, move into some, you know, brighter, happier, more positive news. um, I have some great news for you. You're going to be so happy. Um, Exxon beat estimates and ended 2023 with $36 billion in profit. Oh my God. I'm so happy for them. $36 billion in profit. 
Look, it's down. It's down a little bit um, from their record levels in 2022, which I know is 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 very unfortunate, and and it's it's put them in a tough place. Um, but it is better than they expected. Um, it was lifted by fuel trading and higher oil and gas production. So hooray! So if you, just doing some really quick mathematics, there we talked about Sydney Sweeney's movie that made 150 million dollars at the box office revenue. In order to hit that profit number, Exxon Mobil had to make. In profit, in profit, they had to make $100 million per day, $98.6 million every single day, including Sundays, in order to get those profits. And that's that's not revenue. That's just profits. And it goes back to something we were talking about before, Ash. Who is the CEO of ExxonMobil? Any idea? Um, I know there is a chief executive, Darren Woods. Um, he made a statement on it. He was really proud of the whole thing. He said they saw energy prices and refining margins start to normalize this year. So, um, you know, he was, he was very proud of their numbers. I, I would know not know CEO, the name Darren Woods. Is, I wouldn't be able to pick out Darren Woods a in a lineup. And he's a CEO of a company that's making $36 billion a year in profit, in profit. It's fucking insane. And yet we freak out about, you know, all these celebrity CEOs. Meanwhile, here's a guy who probably has more impact than anyone else we could possibly imagine over wealth inequality, over inflation, over carbon footprints. I mean, this guy and I didn't know his name. I'm assuming you didn't know his name before you read the article. And I'm assuming most of the people who are listening to this podcast did not know his name before you said it out loud. Nope. But I can now tell you that um, his salary exceeds $20 million per year. Seems like a bargain. Honestly, if he's raking in $36 billion in profit, yeah, it seems like an absolute bargain. Oh, look, bargain. look, look. I want you to keep in mind, I said salary. I said nothing about the bonuses. <laughs> okay. Well, his salary costs him basically a Tuesday before lunch. That's what it costs for their CEO. You know, in profit. For- in profit. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> swear, swear What's the revenue? God. Do you have an idea what the revenue is on ExxonMobil for the year? Uh, <clears throat> are you sure you want to know? Yeah, what? Oh, you um, looked it up? So this is, uh, well, this is, so this is um, Exxon, and this is from stock analysis, but um, it's estimated that ExxonMobil had revenue of $355.67 billion in the 12 months, in 12 months ending September 30th, 2023. So if you're keeping score at home. $355 billion dollars well 0.67 i guess that's that number um it's a decimal but it's actually way 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 too big to leave off um billion dollars in revenue in 12 months 0.67 is 670 million (laughs) dollars their rounding error is like an avengers movie basically (laughs) and people pay so much attention to the Hollywood stuff. It's just fucking insane. It's insane. Yeah, and just also, quick math on that. That's almost $1 billion a day in revenue. In revenue. Yeah, I or, I you know. can't tell you how little I care about Taylor Swift's carbon footprint after reading these numbers. You know, I, I gotta say, too, th- that is one of the most concerning things to me about the modern discussion about climate change, too, is I don't know what the word for it is, but there's people who are actively anti effort and anti-activism where when somebody talks about um you know making big changes to like cars or increasing the miles per gallon every there's always in every thread about that there's always someone who shows up and says no we shouldn't do anything 
because companies drive this more than anyone else and companies need to reduce their carbon footprint before I make any changes at all. And they're not going to. So I'm not going to. You could do both. You know what I mean? It's like you can still make changes in your life. If the public makes enormous changes, those changes will lead to companies that have a negative or very impactful carbon footprint modifying what they're doing to chase the market. I don't like this conversation. I understand it. I get the motivation for where it's coming from, but I don't like the conversation where people actively say we should not do anything about climate change because somebody else or some other company could do more. I don't like that at all. Well, I I remember you once proposed um, taking a different tack with uh, the idea of climate change, uh, and that was um, that we should just declare war on the planet. Oh my God, people would love that so much more. Change the whole conversation. Like we're not we're not saving the planet. We're fighting the planet. The planet is trying to kill us and we're gonna fight back. Exactly. The planet is doing its best to exterminate us and we're not gonna take it. Imagine the news updates every day on Fox News. Ladies and gentlemen, our update on the war on the planet, you know? That would really get people <laughs> excited about it. We're starving the planet of carbon dioxide. See, it's really just a PR thing. Yeah. We just need to rebrand. Yeah, yeah. We need somebody to come in and like really punch it up and make it like, yeah, like, you know, get, make it manly. The fight is when you hear about like conservation efforts. It's so weird to me because the people, at least in America, the people who are on the right, typically, they tend to be outdoors more than anybody else. They're out there. They're hunting. They're fishing. They're spending time in the outdoors boating. They understand this stuff. They've been practicing conservationism for the last century or more, you know, when they have hunting limits and fishing limits and things like that. And they understand it. And somehow when it comes to the climate and overall climate change, it sounds like these, you know, pussy liberals in Harvard, you know, that are, you know, if you, if you take part in this, then you're one of these loser liberals, you know, I don't know how that narrative has completely changed. Roland Cole. <laughs> All right. Before we go, do you want to talk about Xbox really quick? Yeah. So uh, this is probably something we'll be following as it develops. But there's rumors currently circulating that uh, a bunch of Xbox exclusive games are going to be coming to other platforms, including potentially PlayStation 5. The titles that I've seen thrown around are like, uh, well, the, the big one um, is Starfield. Uh, mostly just yeah. because that's that's the the newest yeah. one, and it's been Xbox exclusive, and now there's chatter that it might actually come to PlayStation. The uh, one of the other ones, um, Gears of War, oddly enough, um, which does not feel like a PlayStation ish title to me, but you know what? Have fun with that. Um, the but yeah, it's a uh, it's creating a lot of interesting conversation among Xbox fans in particular um, about whether or not it's. Um, basically destroying the you know basically any any reason to buy an xbox which they're not they're not wrong if a company gives away its exclusives and another platform has exclusives plus all these other ones why wouldn't you get other platform right um but uh it's it's not confirmed yet um phil spencer um said that they're going to uh, have a presentation coming up that will um offer more clarity on their plans, but didn't really go into any sort of specifics. Um, but I, I think we've talked about this in the past, like with Microsoft, whether you buy something on Xbox or on PC, they're generally Microsoft platforms and Microsoft wins. You know, they don't care uh, necessarily if you buy it, if you're on PC, they don't care if you're buying Steam, if you're buying Epic Store, you're still in on Windows, you're in the in the in the Microsoft ecosystem, uh, and they may be reducing uh, their dependence on 
um, on console on that the Xbox hardware because that's been underperforming for them, and I think everyone knows it. Yeah, I just checked our robust transcript database, Ashley, and you and I discussed this in the January 23rd episode at 18 minutes and 30 seconds. So there you go. Wow. Well, yeah. well done us. Yeah, basically we were saying there, we'll link it and link up that episode, but we were talking about how Microsoft isn't just the Xbox, Microsoft is Windows. Like e- even when somebody, you know, gets a video game on Steam, it's still on the Windows platform, which is Microsoft's bread and butter. All right. Well, that does it for us. February 7th, 2024. We will be back to talk to you tomorrow. We hope you'll be here as well. Bye, everybody.